Episode of Wicked Mysterious. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm Katie. And this is season two, episode nine. Wow. It just keeps getting higher and higher. Holy shit. It sure does. I can't believe that. We're almost in the double digits for season two. I know. That's just wild. I know. It flew right For by. full episodes, obviously, but yeah. yeah. It's almost like there's something going on with time, huh? Oh, man. I really feel like time has flown by. Right. More than normal. Yeah. Yeah. You know when you usually write at the beginning of the year, you write last year's year on everything? Yeah. So I've been writing 2022. That is really weird. Isn't it? It's even weirder that I haven't wrote 23 at all, not once, and usually I'm really good for fucking that up. Yep. But. Well, my brain's going back a whole extra wow, year. that's which is weird. Strange. Yeah. All right. So housekeeping. Housekeeping. We have. Um, oh, by the way, I do that because of that guy from Family that guy? guy. Oh, wasn't there something from Family Guy with housekeeping? Oh, there was, but and I think that's where he got it. Housekeeping. But there's a guy from Brockton. Um, nobody cares, Anthony. If you haven't checked him out, please do because oh. he's amazing. Okay. Um, he's like a comedian, and he's from Brockton. He's like a comedian. Well, or he is yeah, I think he like wasn't, and then he got a big oh. start on social media, and he's doing well, and he collects a lot of donations, which I love. So cool. He's a seems to be a solid dude, but anyway, he says housekeeping a lot. Oh, so that's why that's in my head all the time. So housekeeping, we have some new designs in our Etsy shop, which is Wicked Mysterious Co. So check that out. I have a Cricut, so I'm making all of our stickers by hand, and I look like a f- mad scientist. I'm like in my bathrobe with my hair crazy, sending Katie videos of all these stickers I made, which she didn't even watch. I don't even watch because I'm like, <laughs> the nonsense. I'm just kidding. I love them. The stickers, so I, I really just missed them in the thread, but but they are awesome. They are awesome stickers. I will give you that. Nonsense. I'm over here working my ass off. (laughs) Mad scientist. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't be bothered with this. (laughs) This nonsense. (laughs) Um, So again, if you didn't hear it in last week's episode, those who have been subscribed to us on Patreon, check your messages. Yes. So I can send you some stuff. Um, Some stickers. And anyone else who wants to support us, check out our Patreon membership. I really want to take edibles and do an episode one day with you. Why? So I can sweat the entire time and freak out? No. We have to make sure it's on aliens or like some kind of government. It doesn't even matter what it is. I could. I, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. I'm just going to start sweating and having like severe paranoia. This is why I don't do anything like that because my reality is well, very honestly, fragile. Well, we would probably need one of us to be like fully good like that would mentally. Be me. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> let you handle that then. All right. So look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it for episode. I don't know. Let's think of a good number. 13. Episode 13. I'll take right. edibles because that's my number 13. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'm holding you to that. I'm excited. All right. So 
Today's episode, again, is going to be a little different because it includes a listener story. So I thought we could start with the listener mail from him because it's a good segue and because it has to do with my episode topic this week, which I wanted to cover anyway. So we received a message from listener Shane D., who's not our regular Shane. Not our Shane C. Not Shane C. Um, So I'll put timestamps in the episode notes if you want to skip this intro or any part of this banter. Um, Also, if you've submitted listener mail, we promise we will get to it. We have a few good ones that are coming. Thank you. I love it. Send your mail to wickedmysteriouspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or we get a lot through Facebook message too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So Shane D says, I enjoyed this episode. The only thing I found that came from a lack of knowing was the comment about learning about ancient Egypt hieroglyphs that it would be easy to learn because it's just remembering pictures. So he's referring to our own SETI episode. Um, He says, well, ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs are way more complex than just pictures. Each individual hieroglyph contains individual symbols, and within those symbols, they have meaning. Those symbols just aren't ordinary letters. They're acronyms for multiple multiple words or ideas. I thought it was important to explain, and if you don't trust what I say, you can look it up and verify yourself, but I trust you, Shane. Yeah. He says, I enjoy this show and look forward to it every Monday. I do like the many mysteries. I just wish they were always full-length episodes. That's a a good compliment. I know. He says, oh, yeah, just to let you know, I've listened to all of your episodes from day one to now. So I've been there the whole time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's really cool. So he's basically a super fan. Yeah, basically. SFS. (laughs) Super fan Jane. Same D. That's so cool. Yeah. So... Uh, He's been there. He says, I've been there the whole time. I enjoy both of you guys, and you guys bounce off each other quite well. You guys sound like beautiful people with very curious souls, and I dig that. Unfortunately, I lost my eyesight about four years ago, so I can't physically see what you guys look like if you do post pictures, but that doesn't matter because I still highly enjoy listening to you guys talk about these topics, which such wonderment and amazement. So keep it up. Thanks. Much love, Shane. Oh, Shane, I loved that. I also, I have goosebumps again. Why do I do this every time I listen to him? Because it's sweet. But it is. It's really sweet and beautiful. And I think that... Are you crying? I have have some tears. Oh my gosh. Because I think it's beautiful (laughs) that... You made her cry. He he is using his his hearing now, and, and he lost the sense of his sight. And I think that's a beautiful thing that he's, you know, making such positive out of it. And there's more. And enjoying us. Oh, there's more. There's more. Okay. So I thought it was important to read this correction because, surprisingly, we haven't had a whole lot of corrections. That's good. Um, (laughs) And I liked how respectful and kind he was about it. And I also told him he's not missing anything with what we look like because we don't post pictures. And even if we did, he's still not missing anything. (laughs) He also said he loved your Sleeper of Okno episode. My Sleeper of Okno. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Good. So I, sh- I chatted with Shane for a little bit about reading Braille. Oh, cool. Um, and because that's something I've always been interested in. It's since amazing. It's it so school. fascinating. Isn't it fascinating? Yeah. So um, is that something he's learned? Yeah. So wow. I asked him if he knows Braille and he does know it. He said it actually wasn't that hard to understand, unlike hieroglyph, hi- hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs, yeah. Katie. Hieroglyphs, <laughs> me. My bad. 
Um, but he brought up how funny it is that they have Braille inside drive-up ATMs, which is kind of funny. That is so true. Yeah. I don't think I ever, ever stopped to think about that. Like, what is somebody driving? Right. Doing. <laughs> right. So he was a wicked nice dude, and he shared his experiences with me on this episode topic, which is why I thought it would be a good time to oh, cover it. Cool. Um, Shane lost his eyesight from complications of diabetes, yep. and I was explaining to him how my grandmother also had type one, type 1 diabetes in the 1940s, and because they didn't know what it was, she was in a coma for two weeks, yeah. and right before her coma, she had a near-death experience. Shane also experienced the same thing, having a near-death experience, and was in a coma for an entire month. Wow. Um, I did ask his permission to wow. share this personal stuff, mm -hmm. and he was so excited that we're covering this and giving him a shout-out. Wow. He said it feels... He said... He feels like being in an episode is the highest honor and that he's fanboying so hard. <laughs> what is so me? this episode is for you, Shane. Oh, for Shane. For Shane D, super fan. So here we go. Cool. In the early 1960s in the sleepy town of Durham, Maine, a young boy would drift into the realm of lucid dreaming. His dreams were not ordinary dreams. They were vivid landscapes where the boundaries of reality blurred. Discovering that he was able to control his dream experiences, he continued to practice doing so throughout his adolescence and into adulthood. He quickly learned that he could use the time in dreamland to solve problems and explore the depths of his own mind. When his father passed away, he was able to meet his father again and say goodbye to him in a dream. He became a prolific writer, one of the most known writers of this century. Using lucid dreaming, he came up with the ideas for the novel The Stand and the Dark Tower series. He was even able to overcome writer's block using lucid dreaming. Hmm. I need to use some lucid dreaming. This man, of course, is Stephen King. Oh. On dreaming, he said, quote, I think a lot of times dreams are nothing more than a kind of mental or spiritual flatulence. They are a way of relieving pressure, end quote. Wow. But as we go through this episode, you'll see that lucid dreaming is much, much more than just a spiritual fart. So let's get into it. Mm, real quick, one of our big fans, Liz, in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. that has the son, like Desi, Liam. Mm -hmm. um, so hi, Liz. And Hello, Liam. Liz. Yep. Hi over there. Um her son Liam does dreaming where is this the same thing where he he like could actually physically be outside of his body like they could see him somewhere even though he was in his bed what is that called astral projection other people can see him yeah like she saw him outside his door when he was in his bed oh wow so I don't know what that's called. Is Liz who you've been talking to instead of me? Yeah, Liz is my new bestie. I'm just kidding. <gasps> oh I'm God. just kidding. It's I haven't funny. been talking to anybody. Yeah. Stop it. That's what they I'm all say. I'm busy. <laughs> that's what they all say. No, Liz um, is, I don't know what that is. I don't know either. There is a lot of different... I would think that's astral projection. I think um, so, which too. Or astral plane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit. Is it? It's not part of this episode, though, right? A little, oh. but not really. Oh, okay. They're different things. You can cover that if you want. I should, actually. 
Mm-hmm. I should, because I already don't remember the whole story she told me, but I thought it was really fascinating. Yeah, that sounds wicked cool. Because Liam is a super awesome, special kid who, I think, what, 15 and has autism, um, limited verbal abilities, and epilepsy, um, a lot like my daughter, who's around the same age. And um, so, yeah, I just find that whole concept to be absolutely fascinating because I just wonder if it has to do with autism in a way mm-hmm. like the brain yeah because it's it's wired differently or completely wired differently. different yeah. so yeah. it's fascinating yeah i need to look into that one yeah i'll be coming for you liz <laughs> danny will be jealous but I'll i be am already for you. jealous better watch out liz <laughs> no. no i'm just kidding i appreciate you <laughs> let's get back on to topic okay so lucid dreaming is a phenomenon in which the dreamer becomes aware that they're dreaming while still in the midst of a dream The individual is conscious of the fact that they're experiencing a dream, and they may have a certain degree of control over the narrative, the characters, or the environment. I did that all the time as a kid. Really? I could literally make my dream happen to what I wanted it to happen and control everything in it. That's part of this. Yeah. But I can't do that for shit now. So, Could you do that uh, as a kid? Like, I figured it out, and I went with it. I went hard with it. My son can. I was dreaming tonight. My son can. I, I was like, I started telling him about this as I was researching it. I'm like, if this is lucid dreaming. He's like, oh, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, so this type of dreaming differs from other states of consciousness like meditation, reality shifting, astral projection, or regular REM sleep, mm-hmm. REM sleep. Some of the hallmarks of lucid dreaming are awareness. The lucid dreamers are aware that they're dreaming while the dream is happening. Yep. Control. Mm-hmm. Some people can control different aspects like I talked about. Yep. Clarity. The details of the lucid dream are extremely clear and vivid. Like real. Much more so than re- regular dreaming. Mm-hmm. They're not as hazy. Um, memory. People mm-hmm. tend to have better recall of their dreams when they wake up compared to those who experience non-lucid dreams. Yep. So lucid dreaming can just happen to people and it, it just is a random occurrence with some people and other people actively practice techniques to mm-hmm. start this or enhance this ability. Yep. Um, besides Stephen King, there have been a number of other famous people who have used these states of consciousness to benefit their lives. Albert Einstein and uh, Nikola Tesla cool. both have vivid had vivid lucid dream experiences. Uh-huh. And then there's the movie Inception starring Leonardo, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, that's also a movie about lucid dreaming, but he, Leonardo DiCaprio actually in real life is an experienced lucid dreamer. Oh too. my gosh. That's such a cool fun fact. Isn't it? Love Leo, by the way. Love that movie. I know me too. Even though he's like canceled. No, okay. I still <laughs> love him. Whatever. His predilection is not my business. <laughs> okay. So Stephen LaBerge is probably the most famous author and researcher who began developing lucid dreaming techniques with Stanford University in the 1970s. If you recall, Ingo Swan was also studied at Stanford University, which it sounded familiar around the, the same around the same time. But Dr. LaBerge is a psychophysiologist, which is the study of physiological bases for psychological processes. Um, he taught himself as well as other researchers how to lucid dream using a technique he created called mild. So mild is um, mnemonic induction of lucid dreams. 
mnemonic it just means a learning style that helps you remember something. Yep. So a uh, mnemonic device is like my very eager mother just served us nine pizzas. That's a mnemonic device. So there's different things you can do to remember that you're supposed to be lucid dreaming. Um, and most people learn how to lucid dream using his techniques within 14 days. So, um, the mild technique is broken down into four steps. So step one is remember and write down your dreams. Keep a dream journal next to your bed and write down everything that you can recall. This activity will make you better at remembering your dreams, even if you have a hard time doing so at first. Mm -hmm. So step two, I thought were super interesting. This is called reality checks. If you get in the habit during the day of asking yourself, am I awake throughout the day, it'll carry over into your dream life. Wow. So you can ask yourself, am I awake? Am I dreaming? Do things feel weird? You can also do something to tell if you're dreaming or not. So you would do this during your wake, waking hours often enough that so that it becomes part of your subconscious. So when you're dreaming, you'll be able to determine if you're, if you are dreaming simply by bringing your attention to it. Yeah. So some of the most popular reality checks are looking at your hands or trying to push one finger through your palm, trying to make something float, um, looking at something that you wear often, like a ring or a watch, something you wear every day because you would do it throughout the day mm -hmm. and make it a check in your head that you're awake. So when you dream, you look at your watch and you have the mental check. Am I awake or am I dreaming? Mm -hmm. um, and then step three, affirmations. So I was kind of surprised that affirmations are again appearing here. Like they're always in our episodes and in my life, but yeah, they do. They do be working wonders on your subconscious mind. For sure. So affirmations are a type of programming that work with repeated thoughts or spoken words, such as I will lucid dream tonight or I will realize I'm dreaming when I sleep tonight. And then I read positive affirmations every morning and I've done it for years and years and years. You do? Every morning in bed, I look at like positive quotes and post them often. That's why I post a lot of morning positive I quotes. I had no idea I, that. I've done it for years. It wow. starts my day off on a positive note. Yeah. Yep. I love wow. It. That's incredible. Yeah. That's probably why you are so positive. It could be. It really could be. Um, but also, I wanted to quickly touch base on the whole like reality check thing. It's uh -huh. weird because um, I remember when I was little doing this dreaming that in the beginning, when it would ha when I rem I remember like when I first realized I could do this, I was like really excited to sleep again to uh -huh. do it again. And I remember like going to sleep and thinking like I would tell myself what I wanted to dream about as yeah. I was sleeping. I would just think really really hard about that, which I've passed on to my kids to try to do. I don't think they lose a dream though sleepwalk but um and i would be like as soon as it would happen i would know immediately i was dreaming like so i didn't have to reality check but i'm sure like for people like that you said it's like a practice not just kind of like a natural right thing right they would have to do that um but i i definitely like knew instantly that i was dreaming like, yeah it was really a cool thing to experience actually i'm kind of really sad that i don't still try it. it if you try that stuff within 14 well, days i don't really like remember dreams yeah so i don't even like you know unless i'm woken up like abruptly right i'll be like oh shit i was just dreaming of this yeah, yeah. 
Because yeah. it has to do with the REM. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. And there's another reason for reality checks, which we'll come back to in oh, a little good, bit. Good. And the REM, the REM, it happens in REM, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so this mild technique to learn how to do it. Step four is again, of course, surprise, but not surprised to find this in another episode, visualizing. So yes, put on your Helen Hadsel hat mm-hmm. and visualize the shit out of what you want to dream. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, if you focus really hard on it mm-hmm. in as much detail as possible, um, it's okay also to do this at bedtime and it's okay if you fall asleep. Yeah. So in recent years, there've been some studies done, which kind of go along with what you were just talking about. Um, they've added a fifth step that they think seems to help. This step is called wake back to bed. This is where you set an alarm for five hours after you've gone to sleep oh. and you fully wake yourself up for a few minutes up to a half hour. Wow. And this is when you mentally repeat your dream affirmations and your visualizations before going back to sleep. Ah, I see. I bet you remember a lot more that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are some other techniques to start lucid dreaming. One is called WILD, which stands for wake-induced lucid dreaming. And this is a lot harder to do, and it's not necessarily practiced by beginners. Um, This is where your mind stays conscious while your body is asleep. So you're basically entering a dream state from an awake state. And this occurs during the hypnagogic state, which is also where hypnagogic hallucinations and sleep paralysis can occur. I don't fuck with that. <laughs> if I'm going to dream, I want to be asleep. Yeah, Danny don't want to see Hatman. Nope. No, thank you. No, 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 no. I don't want Hatman enough. Shout out to Shane Barry with his Hatman oh, yeah. experience. So regular Shane, regular super regular, fan Shane had regular, a Hatman experience regular, late, recently. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want him to know that, that you told, told me. You. Of but course I'm going to tell you it's Hatman. I know, I know. But we got to ask him about it and see what his experience right, was. Right, because I didn't pry into it. I was just like, you've seen him? And he was like, yeah. And that was it. I didn't ask him anything else. <laughs> Shane, please let us know right? what happened with Hatman. Send us an email. Oh, he signed up for our newsletter, Shane did. Oh. So I appreciate that, Shane. Thanks, Shane. Yeah. We have a news. Well, we don't yet because I don't have anybody subscribed, but please subscribe to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on our website, wickedmysterious.com. And don't you have that, um, what's it called, with all the links to everything? I link do. Tree. We have a, a, we do. We, we have link, a link tree. Link tree. Um, which is on all of our social media platforms and you can find all of our shit there. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, back to this. People who fall asleep within the first five minutes have greater chances of being able to lucid dream. Oh. So I said before that Dr. LaBerge studied and developed techniques to lucid dream. Um, so how were the researchers able to prove that their subjects actually entered a lucid state? Because lucid dreaming occurs during REM sleep, Researchers could tell that the subjects were in this state by the rapid movement of their eyes. So they knew that they were in this, they knew that they were dreaming at least. To signal to the researchers that they were in fact lucid while sleeping, the dreamers were able to move their eyes in a predetermined pattern. For example, once the subject entered a lucid state while dreaming, they could move their eyes left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down, start, select. Yeah. Doesn't everybody's eyes do that? I mean, I can't see my eyes, but everybody that I know's eyes around me when they're sleeping does that. Yeah, but it's a very distinct pattern that they would do. It's like left, right, left, right, up, down. I need to pay attention to that. I've got videos because it's a predetermined 
pattern right that the researchers and the sleeper determine before the sleeper goes to sleep oh so when the sleeper goes to sleep and they know that they're dreaming they can see just general movement of their eyes but when they become lucid oh they i see what you're saying i see what you're saying okay. yeah move their eyes in i this see what pattern. you mean. i know what you're saying yeah okay but um just to throw in a little fun fact my youngest sleeps with his eyes open mm-hmm. and it is extremely creepy yeah on all accounts it's I not did normal that when i was a kid i try to close them <laughs> it's so creepy it just shouldn't happen but i mean they're not wide open but yeah. they're enough and it's yeah. like that's not normal i used bro. to do that when i was a kid my dog does that too She's doing it right now. So you don't think. anymore? Your eyes are a good solid closed now? I don't know. Nobody's told me that my eyes are asleep. I know I talk in my sleep. My eyes are asleep. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> told me that my eyes are asleep. Yeah. Nobody told me that my eyes are open. Uh, am I sleeping now? I don't know. I'm going to have to do like a reality this- check. It's freaky yeah. to think about. I don't want to practice this and I'll get into why. But okay. anyway, so so yeah, so they make up this predetermined thing with their eyes. Um and they also developed a series of masks that measured rapid eye movement. And the Nova Dreamer 2 is a mask that includes flashing lights. So that's the indicator to the dreamer in the dream that they've entered REM sleep. Oh, wow. So this is their signal to become lucid. Wow, that is so cool. Isn't it's literally it? communicating with your with your subconscious almost. Like yep. That's so That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Wow. So... Um, lucid dreaming occurs in a hybrid sleep-wake state, so you would think that the person might not feel rested when they wake up when having such an adventurous dream life, but actually, those who dream more regularly, whether lucidly or otherwise, have a more restful sleep. Hmm. Um, This is because of the different sleep cycles. There's N1 and N2, which are light sleep, and then N3 and REM, which are deep sleep. Conversely... Not being able to learn lucid dreaming is linked to poor sleep quality. Those who have trouble learning how to lucid dream often have disrupted and restless sleep anyway. Okay. So they yeah. can't because their sleep cycles are right. messed up. Right, they're not up. getting into deep enough. Right. It's just not going to happen. All right, so what's the point of all this? There's some benefits of lucid dreaming. So the first one is addressing nightmares, fears, and even PTSD. In a video called The Psychology of Lucid Dreaming, speaker Charlie Morley explains that when we have a nightmare and we become aware we're having one, we often wake ourselves up to escape the nightmare. that's true. But if we can become lucid and stay dreaming during the nightmare, facing the fear Mm -hmm. or the nightmare itself head on will prevent it from occurring again. Wow. And sufferers often only have to face their nightmare one time. Wow. And this is because dreaming is a way for the brain to process trauma, uh-huh. and lucidity is the path to acknowledge and work through that while you're dreaming, and that's why it works for PTSD. Wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that info. Um, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay, so another benefit is spiritual or inner work and personal development, and interestingly, People who use lucid dreaming for that benefit are usually older women. Oh. And that's because lucid dreaming allows us to explore the depths of our consciousness that we may not be able to access otherwise. Wow. And older women, like the demographic, it's it, there's no, like, it's not older men too? Nope. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are, but it's mostly older women who are doing 
this kind of work. Side note, I don't want to get off topic, but have you checked to see like our age group of our listeners yes. recently? Yep, there are all our age. Okay, uh, not that's, all. That's but. exactly what I was going to say. I feel like most of our listeners are like 80s, 90s kids. Yeah. Which is amazing. It's probably because they grew up with Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Definitely sparked the, the flame Did for in me. all of us, yeah. I think. That's a very good point, Danny. Okay, carry on. Sorry. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe old people, like, weren't they? Yeah. We annoy them, and young people probably think we're too old. So, yeah, we're kind of in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like it, though. Okay. So, um, some other things people like to do during lucid dreaming are things that your physical body can't do, at least not quickly. Yep. In waking life, like travel to distant lands. Yeah. Fly or float. This is also this also includes wish fulfillment, and this is done more by males and younger people. And a lot of this is like sex related. I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah. and even that speaker was discussing that that like uh-huh. he realized what he could do in his dreams, oh, and he would like come up goodness. with these like fantasies and do mm-hmm. all this stuff. So, um, I think that's what they mean about wish fulfillment. But I'm sure it could be other things too. Yeah, that you're wishing for, not just that. Yeah. Contact with a loved one that might have passed on. Yeah. Things like that. Yep. wonder if it's legit. I I don't know. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Because who's to say? Our dream world if it's, you know. Yeah. My dog just snored loudly. (laughs) Did you hear? I did. People also use lucid dreaming for practicing something that they want to be better at in their waking life. Yep. Such as an interview, uh, a sport, or a difficult conversation that they need to have with mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I have fun- my difficult conversations out loud. I just talk to myself. Do you do that? You do. Oh, yeah. If I have a very difficult thing to say to somebody, I will have the conversation out loud. I'm learning so much about you tonight, about yeah. your other best friend. And you've never about- done this? No. Really? No. I want. I, I don't think it's that uncommon. No, I, I don't like, think I, it's... I know I'm not, like, crazy because I'm well, not hearing an answer. You know what I'm saying? I'm not... But if it's something that I want to rehearse because it, you know, I may... I do. <laughs> you hear another voice in your head, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You'd be really learning a lot about me tonight if I was like, oh, no, you don't hear answers? <laughs> I hear no, that's answers. interesting. I do it in my head, but no, not a lot. Oh, interesting. See, I can't hear a voice in my head. Like, I don't hear an actual voice, so I can't say things in my head like that. Really? But you do? You hear I it? sent you a video. Did you watch that? Probably not. I sent you a video about that aphasia or whatever it's called where you can't picture things in your head. Sorry about that. God. I'm too busy talking to Liz. I can picture things. I can't hear things. You told me last time you couldn't picture things. Maybe I can. Maybe I can picture things more than I give myself credit for, Okay. I think I can picture something in my head. I sent you a video and it goes through the whole the whole scale of things. Oh. Like how, Is this a recent people, video that you sent? Yes, like two days ago. Okay, I'll look. Yeah, you're probably busy <laughs> talking to somebody else. Another another thing, another benefit is weight loss. And I thought this was so interesting. Ooh. Studies have shown that when people eat sweets in, oh, in yeah. lucid dreaming, their bodies actually believe that they ate it. What? So... If they have a, if they have a craving for something and they eat it in their lucid dream, they actually have a feeling that the craving has been satisfied. Wow. And then they don't want it anymore in their waking life. 
That's cool. And that has to do with the vividness of lucid dreams. Huh. And most of the time, um, lucid dreams have a realistic feel mirroring everyday life. But in some cases, they're like hyper realistic and way more vivid than real life. So dreamers report being able to touch, taste, smell, see, and hear things clearly. And like even able to touch a, a wooden table and it feels exactly the way it does in real life. Wow. Do you have vivid? You don't remember your dreams at all, do you? No, not yeah. anymore. I do. Yeah, um, you do. I, I do I hear have about dreams. Them like, often. Yeah, yeah, very. Oh, sorry. Why are we fighting? Almost every day. I don't know. Today we're fighting. <laughs> Almost every day I have a dream from you. Yes. You're like my personal <laughs> dream journal. Um, I do have pretty vivid dreams, but not lucid ones yet. Um, but I've had dreams where I go to like concerts and hear full sets of songs. It's pretty wild. That's very vivid. Yeah, very vivid. Do you it's, say, fuck yeah, rock on. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Anyway. Rock on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> With your Blink-182 holy shirt. I, I am. I'm, like I love I it. Like I said before, I look like a, I've been a hot mess because we've been doing so many things, doing all it's the things. Great. But it's I great. am wearing my pajamas and I'm wearing a Blink-182 shirt that is wicked old and it's got like holes in the armpits. I don't even know how old this is. It's, it's very, awesome. very old. It's awesome. Anyway. Stop making fun of me. Okay. Because these lucid dreams can be so vivid, one of the major negative side effects is not being able to tell the difference between dreams and reality. And I would imagine that this is what scares most people out of trying this. In fact, on Reddit, I found a thread that a lot of people weighed in on. The Redditor posted that after a traumatic move overseas, they started having nightmares. Which of Hatman. No. No. Worse. Um, they started having nightmares, which quickly turned into not being able to tell if she was awake or asleep. She experienced a dream where she was sleeping next to her partner in bed and people from her past started appearing in the room and it quickly turned into a nightmare and she wakes up and tells her partner about the dream she had only to realize she's still dreaming. Oh, creepy. And she said, quote, so then I wake up again and start screaming at him and touching him like, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? And he looked at me with a startled face and finally said no. And that's when I finally woke up again. Scared as hell, not being able to tell what's real and what's not anymore. I feel like she was like projecting. Like My partner was asleep next to me and we never even had this conversation, end quote. Yeah, if her dream was like dreaming of being in bed with the partner that she was really in bed with, maybe she was like leaving her body and seeing that or something. You know? Like I don't know. Astral- it wasn't like she was floating above it. It was like she was actually there, but she was dreaming. Oh, yeah. Um, and she admits on her post that some of this she thinks was related to the drugs she was doing. Benadryl? <laughs> no. Um, other drugs. Class A stuff. Gotcha. Um, but she needed advice on how to tell the difference between being awake and being dreaming. Being dreaming? <laughs> being awake and dreaming. Commenters explained that THC is a dream inhibitor and smoking before bed could help. Hmm. Others explained that while lucid dreaming, your reflection in a mirror will appear abnormal or like garbled and that this is a surefire way to tell if you're dreaming. So strange, right? It is. 
So this has never happened to me, but I, like we just talked about, I do remember my dreams like every single night. Yeah. And sometimes my dreams are so mundane that I don't know if something has actually happened or not, or if I just dreamt it. So about that, Psychology Today says, um, not too dissimilar to deja vu experiences, those weird, uncanny, confusing phenomenon that on some level we know may not be true, yet have an inexplicable sense of familiarity. Another moment when we're unsure what we experience is real or a memory or a dream. This is partly due to dream recall, as well as general memory recall not being correct 100% of the time or factual. For example, eyewitness testimony has been that was the end of the quote, by the way. Okay. So, for example, eyewitness testimony has been proven to be unreliable because our memories, right. as well as our memory of our dreams, are tainted by a filter in which we view things. Mm-hmm. This filter comes from beliefs and personal experiences in life. So, confusion between dreams and reality happens also to people with dementia. Mm-hmm. And it's also a symptom of borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah. And also drugs. Yeah, obviously that too. Yeah, there's a lot of drugs out there that will completely fuck with your your sleeping states. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. But it's out there. But it's out there. Yeah. Howtolucidream.com has an article called 15 Unbelievable Lucid Dreaming Stories Explained where the author explain where the author describes a dream experience where he asked his subconscious a question and it responded back to him directly i've found that you can do this with dreams directly anyway like if you ask something before bedtime mm-hmm. i'll often get an answer in my sleep but you have to decode it kind of since dreams work with our subconscious A lot of things are symbols or archetypes or feelings, which is why so many people have the same recurring dreams, which is so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I told you about my hippo dream, right? No. My reoccurring dream, my whole life about me being in an ocean swimming (laughs) forever and ever and ever and ever, and then finally getting to this little island and it being a hippo. I remember talking about that with you and Shane and Shane talking about the his with the gum choking on the gum which is a, a common recurring dream That's too right yeah yeah mine i don't think mine is a common reoccurring dream <laughs> Yours i don't do good. it i don't dream it anymore thank goodness but I, I knew it was gonna every time i knew it was gonna be the hippo but i didn't you yeah. know every you time this time would be different every time i thought it was gonna be the island but every time i just nope freaking hippo hippos are really cute and scary Vicious. at the same time I want to do an episode on animals that are like, like alien-like. Terrifyingly cute. Yeah. Dinosaur and alien-like. All right. Um, So the guy in this article on howtolucidream.com writes that in his lucid dream, he screamed, what do I need right now? And a phone booth appeared and a phone started ringing. And when he answered the phone, a voice told him that he needed to travel right now. When he awoke, he booked a vacation right away and says that this vacation was a life-changing, introspective experience. Wow. So there really are no rules with lucid dreaming. One of the other lucid dreaming stories he had from that same website talks about wanting to become an ant. And 
actually having a lucid dream where he was able to experience what it feels like to be an ant. That's really incredible. Like, I don't know why anybody would want to be an ant. Remember when I showed you what ants look like up close? They're disgusting. Oh, my God. They are so cool, though. Have you ever, oh, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are. They're amazing. Their communication Working together. Yeah. Like they do. Man, they put in and work. they're so strong. They are so strong. And they put in work. Yeah. This is not going to be an episode about ants. <laughs> Ant podcast. So, lucid dreaming, again, like we talked about at the beginning differs from astral projection, which involves leaving the physical world and leaving the dream world to send your consciousness to an entirely different dimension and oftentimes connecting with higher vibrational beings. Astral projection is more of a spiritual practice, whereas lucid dreaming is more for entertainment or a personal development tool. But everybody's experience is very slightly and there's sometimes some overlap. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see Insidious? That yes. Movie? Yeah, that freaked me out. Insidious. So if you haven't seen it, it's about a little boy who can Don't lose be. a dream slash astral project, and he leaves and his body, and his body's like an empty vessel, and yeah. he can't get back because something else goes into his body and, like, freaks his family out, and it's this, like, crazy-looking Darth yeah. Maul demon thing. His name's Dalton. Nah. Yeah. Well, you didn't know that? No, I haven't seen it in so long. Oh. So to bring our listener Shane back into this from the beginning of the episode, um, I wanted to talk about his experience because it was a lot more interesting than other experiences I've dreamt about. And, and did this I mean, happen? I've read about. <laughs> did this happen to Shane when he was um, small or after he lost his sight? After. Cool. So because Shane has lost his eyesight, he estimates that he's lost between 90 and 95% of his eyesight. Mm -hmm. He's not been able to see color since he lost his sight back in 2020. Okay. So during his first lucid dreaming experience, mm -hmm. he was able to reach lucidity using the wild method, which is starting from an awake state, but he didn't purposely do this. It just happened. Okay. Um, he was falling asleep, but he was still conscious of the noises and of the things around him, mm -hmm. such as noise from the TV he had on in the background. And he began to see color. He saw blues and purples, which he said looked like a kaleidoscope. Wow. And having not seen color in so long, he didn't want to not look. He wanted right. to continue to look and focus on these patterns until he eventually entered a dream state where he knew he was dreaming. He recalls being elated after realizing this is what lucid dreaming is. Cool. And he could control his experience and even saw aspects of things he experienced during his waking life. And wow. one part of his dream, he saw a poster of Jupiter with rings around it, which he said he'd been listening to a podcast about. Cool. Um, since his first experience, he's been able to lucid dream with some regularity and says that you can choose what to dream about by focusing on it before sleep, like you said. Yeah. So I'm paraphrasing, so I'm sorry if I got any of that wrong. Um, but I, And I know we don't normally add listener stories in. Right. And we do get them sometimes, yeah. but this one just fits so well. Yeah, um, for sure, on the yeah. topic. I do have a question for Shane, and I'm sure he'll respond back. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm wondering about his eyesight. You said 90 to 95%. Does he have, like, a pinhole that he can see out of? Like, I know some people who lose their sight later on, they have, or, or to, like, diabetes, they'll have, like, um, almost, like, one one little pinhole that they can see blurry out of, you know, and the rest. So that's something I'm wondering just because my little, my brain's ticking over here about how, how we could maybe possibly get him to see 
us because I know there's a way that you can like make an image be like small and centered and blurred to fit like his vision. So I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. And you, I figured, you don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen, but he's a super fan. So you're going to send him a picture? Is that what you're planning on? <laughs> he's a super fan who doesn't have eyesight fully, so he's special, you know? He's not just like any other super fan. So I figured if there was a way, if he says, yeah, I can see, you know, in a pinpoint in a small section, I know there's a way to like, through programs to make photos kind of fit that, you know? Like some people who lose their sight, most of their sight, they can still see... You know, little, little areas of things. He he does tell me in his messages, and he'll have to tell me again, because um, yeah. there's, there's a lot. Something interesting he did say, he says his thought is that our brains are like hardware, and it's like hard drives. And the more you fill that hard drive up, the less space you have for other information to analyze and talk about. So the majority of our society today is obsessed with these short little blasts of useless information mm -hmm. that they can't allow much more information to come into their brains. So it's not that people are dumb. They're just filled with useless and pointless information mm -hmm. that anything outside of that type of information, they just don't have room for their brain to analyze. Yeah. And he said, I can tell you a hundred percent when I lost the majority of my vision, I got rid of cable television and stopped regularly posting on Facebook and stopped watching the actual media with my eyes and all of that useless crap just goes away wow. and you allow yourself to receive more in depth and more important information. Wow. That's like I just find like beautiful his viewpoint so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um can't imagine, you know, we can't imagine, but um yeah, we it's something that we all take for granted and to lose it later in life, it's like an on one way, you know, I'm not saying that um, people who are born blind are missing out because they don't feel that way and they love how right. they are. But for someone who had sight for a good majority of his life and then lost it, I feel like that could even be harder, you know? Yeah, because you, you yeah. Yeah, it's because you know what you're missing out and on. And when you're you know? born blind, you, you're... You, this is what you know. It's, it's all you, you know. know and, and, you and you love it because You don't have to learn... How to, because you, you're, you're born that way. You don't have to learn how to live again. Right. In right. a certain way. Right. I can't imagine, um, how difficult that was to navigate through when he was losing his sight and stuff, but definitely has an awesome, um, uh, mindset for sure. I like, I like the way he thinks about it. It's definitely a positive, it sounds really positive and beautiful the way he explains it. And I agree, like all that senseless shit that we're looking at and watching, like, you know, YouTube reels, watching someone clean their freaking counter. I'm like, I'm sorry I'm late because I was watching someone clean their house right. on TikTok. Like, what? Why? Why? Why do we do this? But And I said, I said to him that I agree about people not exploring because the, of all these mini videos that are out there. And it reminds me of like the prevalence of ADHD. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've yeah. ever gone back and watched old Nickelodeon shows, mm -hmm the scenes change so fast. It makes you feel like you're like tweaking out. Um, yeah. And I have a theory that that's partially why our attention span is so bad yeah. because they've programmed us that way mm -hmm. for a reason. Yeah. Um, and I, I, who knows if that's intentional, just, just a thought, but yeah. But this was an awesome episode. 
Good. I'm glad you liked it. And yeah. thank you to Shane for the suggestion. We were going to cover it anyway, but it's nice to hear somebody's perspective and experience with it, especially having the added layer of, yeah. um, you know, what he goes through and, and how much it's helped him. Yeah. Um, it was cool to, to hear about. Yeah. And his experience is cool with the lucid dream. And yeah. Yeah. But thankful for him to write into us and anybody else that wants to send us love, please do so. You know where to find us. Yep. It's very easy. It's yes. Facebook. Yep. Or and wickedmysterious.com. That's it. Wickedmysterious.com. All of our stuff's there. That's right. That's what we get to just promote. Wickedmysterious.com. Yep. And a special thank you again to our Patreon subscribers, Miranda, Linda, Dana, Kristen, and Matt. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Is that see it? you next week. Okay, see you next week. We can't wait. Stay, Stay mysterious. mysterious.